Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through. They about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Life, loving comics is the place to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise, like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes, tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird, I know you can't get enough. Colors, comic corner. Yeah, it's where it goes down. Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through, they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat, yeah. Life, loving comics is the place to be. So welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain. Let's go. Everyone has these weird things that bother them. In an inexplicable way, like on a deep reptile brain level. Is this your way of telling me you want a divorce? Yes. No. <laughs> um, we were talking about it the other night with some friends, and we were saying, you know, what are some things? You know, I, we know some people who there are words that they can't hear without cringing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we had a friend who couldn't stand the word moist. No, I don't. I don't even. I don't. It's not as bad for me, but I don't even like it. Uh, but it's the nails on the chalkboard effect, right? Yes. So, we were talking about the weird things that we can't stand. And you have a fun one, I think. You're going to make me say it? Do you want me to say it? No, I don't know. Okay, so, a lot of people don't like nails on a chalkboard. Like, what started the conversation the other night is my friend Kate doesn't like the sound of forks on a plate. I accidentally scraped my fork across the plate. That's a, that's a, that's understandable. On a minor level, I don't like the sound of forks right, on a plate either. Right, right. Um, Nails on a chalkboard kind of thing. Mine is... Oh, boy, here we go. I'm going to get through it really fast. When you put a piece of paper in your hand and you're trying to fold it, and then you want to crease it with your fingers... So, creasing it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, with your finger. Like making your a sound. sharp... <laughs> a sharp yes. crease. Yes. So, paper airplanes were always out for Oh, you. I never in my life made one. Ever. And this has always been the case with you? Oh, yeah, Always. Always. Horrible. I'm sorry to hear that. Mine is not a sound. You know mine. You can talk about it. It's fine. No, mine is no. That's that's not it. Mine is uh, when I'm eating something, and I hesitate. Well, I'll tell. Anyway, oh no, I had to go there. You're going when there. I'm eating something. I get food at a restaurant or at home or wherever, and someone says, "Mmm, that smells good." I cannot eat that food. And I hesitated to say it because now I'm going to have a bunch of my jackassy friends coming up every time I'm eating food going, ooh, that's not, that smells good, thinking it's a fun joke. If you say that, I will not eat my food. I will throw the food out. I'll dump it in your plate. I, I mean, it's just, I'm done. I've actually, I've gotten better about it, but I still don't like it. It still, it irritates. It's like double dipping salsa for me. I don't like, you know, if you double dip your salsa, Oh, if no. you double dip sauce, I'm not going to eat it. Right. If you tell me my food smells good, I'm not going to eat it. I know where mine comes from because I used to work with this dude who, uh, we had a very small break room, and he would come up when I'd <laughs> eating my lunch at this little cramped little table. He'd come up and he'd take my plate and he'd hold it under his hairy no- nostrils and go, Mmm, that smells good. So I think that's where it came from. 
Also, every time when I was a kid, I'd eat Doritos. My, if I opened a bag of Doritos anywhere in our house, my mom would somewhere in the house would go, "Ooh, smell, smell Doritos." I don't want you to. I don't want to know if you smell my food, good or bad. Shut your mouth. That's what I want to say. Dang. <laughs> Come on, Where did the Spitfire come from? Good. I just got angry thinking about people telling me my food smells good or bad. I, I get you. So there it is. There are things you can torment us with, but do not. Cindy throws punches when you crease paper. And uh, for real, legit, like it will go down. <laughs> and with that, coming to you from deep in the heart of Snake Mountain, welcome to the bungalow. Yay! I think this is this is a record for us. Like in the past six months, this is probably the mo- most regular our recording has been. Sure, we've done two in what three. Three, four weeks? I like that. That does not sound like regular regularity. Compared to what we've done in the past, it does. Oh, very good. We're trying to get better. I am one of your hosts, Cullen Bunn. And I am the ever-loving, always sweet, <laughs> Cindy Bunn. So, uh, so, Cindy, you just got back from a cruise. We I... talked about it in our last, our last recording. So why don't you tell us about your cruise? How was it? It was... Overall, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I had, I always love going on this cruise. Like I, I'm sure I said in the last podcast, it's a great chance for me to hang out with and get to spend time with friends that I've made online um, that are fans of the podcast Tell Them Steve Dave or and or the TV show The Impractical Jokers. Or The Bungalow. Or The Bungalow. <laughs> I cannot lie, I did leave a few random bungalow stickers through, throughout the ship. Now, when I would go, when I would remember, or I would be sober enough to go back and look... They were in the trash can. Well, they weren't there, so somebody either picked them up, or, yeah, the cleaning crew came by and said, what is this crap? <laughs> Threw it in the trash. But, um, but no, it was, it was a lot of fun. I went, uh, and I roomed with my friend Diane, and, um... We met about three years ago on a girl's trip to Milwaukee, and we roomed together in Milwaukee, and we just immediately clicked. And it's always been that way with, with me and her. We've just always clicked. And, um, you know, I had a couple of not-so-pleasant moments on the ship, and God love her, she had my back every single time. Um the one of one of them was and and I admit it was around a time when I was super sensitive uh squish was going through some issues at school where he was feeling picked on uh because of his because of his uh what am I trying to say here ethnicity ethnicity yes um and so I had gone to this comedy showcase they bring on on this cruise the Impractical Jokers bring on a bunch of different comedians. So it's like a comedy sh- cruise. And they were doing, they do comedy showcases where each comedian that's on the ship would do stand-up for, you know, five, ten minutes. And this one particular comedian, who I've always liked in the past, um, immediately jumped on the coronavirus bandwagon. Sure. And, which, you know what, I can handle coronavirus jokes 
But then he started getting into, because the, the people that work on the ship are, the majority of them are Asian. Okay. Um, they not all came from China, obviously, as, you know, Asians come from... All over. All Asia. over. Asia. <laughs> but, uh, but he immediately jumped in with, in the, uh, in the... The restaurant area, the buffet area, they have they have employees stationed at the doors as you're going in and going out, and they have like hand sanitizer, and everybody is required to use hand sanitizer when they're in, at least when they're entering the restaurant. Okay. Um, and they do this thing where they they call it washy washy, you know, and so they're standing there washy washy, and you hold your hands out and they squirt this bottle, hand this hand, yeah, see, yeah, see that. Why can I not talk? I don't know. Um. So anyway, everybody everybody gets a kick out of washy washy. That's like the big thing on the ship, washy washy. Um, so anyway, he immediately is goes into about the coronavirus, and I knew where he was going with it. And he's like, you know, how am I supposed to trust these Asians? I don't know where they came from, and and you know they're trying to give me hand sanitizer. And he said, um, uh, I never, you know. Who knew I was racist? Mm. And um, I thought, you know, and immediately every Asian on that ship became my my son. Mm. Like my heart was breaking, and and there were you know all types of different. What's the word? Say it. Uh, Ethnicities. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there, you know there were. Passengers, employees, sure. whatever. And immediately, every single one of them on that ship became Squish. And I thought, what a rude, insensitive thing to say. In the midst of all of this hype and all of this fear-monging with Asians. Right. And I got up and I walked out. Sure. Um, and bless her heart, my friend Victoria... Her husband was there in the show with her. She got up and left and came out of the show with me. That was nice. And Yeah, and she sat and hugged me while I got my emotions in check and stopped crying. And I think she bought me a Long Island iced tea. That helped, believe it or not. Um, and uh, so anyway, the next day, I'm sitting in the buffet... With my friend Diane and our friend Erica, who is friends with this comedian, and um, he come he happens to come into the restaurant with his with his brother, and he is we're stand, we're sitting at the table and he comes over, and I was like I was like you know what I need to say something, and I said. Oh, and let me backtrack a little bit. So, about ten minutes before this happened, we're sitting at the restaurant, and we're sitting right across from where the people enter and exit the the restaurant. Right. And there was this one one young man who was talking to one of the other workers there, and all I all we hear him saying is, "I'm not even Chinese." Right. So we knew what had happened. Right. So that made me sad because again, I looked at him and I saw Squish. So, anyway, so, comedian and his brother come in and sit down, and I was like, you know, I'm going to say something. I'm just going to speak my mind. So, 
I go in, or I sit, I sit, I'm sitting there, sorry, I'm all over the place this morning. It's all right. Um, and I said, I need to say something to you. <laughs> and probably wasn't the best wording, but in the moment, that was, that, those were all the words I could get out. Sure. And he's like, okay. And I was like, you really offended me in your show last night. And I said, to the point where I actually got up and walked out. And he immediately... Now, granted, he may have felt attacked. I don't know. Um, what I said was not in anger. It was just kind of matter-of-fact kind of thing. And he immediately goes on the attack. You know, and... Well, that's not fair. You you obviously walked into that show with a bias. And, which is stupid, because every single person that goes in that show goes in there with some sort of quote-unquote bias. Well, it's dumb because a comedian counts on that bias. You don't tell a joke like that about the coronavirus and about Asians unless you're counting on a, a portion of the audience having that bias. You don't tell any joke that you don't think someone in the audience is going to be biased towards you so that they'll laugh. That's how comedians work. Well, apparently in his world that's not how it works. Cause well, he, he sounds like an idiot. Because he, he came <laughs> at me like, you came into that show with a bias and you should have never even walked in those doors if you were gonna if you knew that was going to happen and... And then he comes at me with it, which is the most pathetic of comments. He comes at me and he says, uh, well, I explained to him that I had a son that we adopted from China. And he was like, well, I didn't even say anything about Chinese. And I looked at him and said, come on, you're talking about the coronavirus. You're talking about Asians. And then he says to me, he goes, well, I have an Asian cousin that was Miss New York. <laughs> what a jackass. And I was like, and in the moment, I was just so disgusted by that. Because that's like every person who makes racial comments. Right. and I have a... I have a friend, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And uh, I just looked at him and I said, well, you know, I said, if that's the case, then I really hope she's not being racially profiled the way my son <laughs> is right now. Right. And I ended up, because I knew I was going to start crying, so I got up. And I just walked away. Right. And my friend Diane stuck behind, and she really let him have it. And um, by the time he finished his conversation with her, he he said, well, please tell her I'm sorry. I, my intention, obviously, was not to upset her. And so Diane comes and finds me, and I'm like, whatever, you know. And uh, anyway... Was it the next day? I don't know. Next day, a couple days later. It was the last day of the cruise, anyway. We're sitting out by the pool. And he actually came over to me and apologized. He said, I'm really sorry I reacted the way I did the other day. And he said, but please know that what I said, what I, you know, the jokes I told on stage and what I said to you was not done maliciously. And I said, oh, I know that. I said, ah. I said, ah. Obviously, I know that. I said, I just wanted you to see it from another angle. And he said, no, he's I have kids, and, you know, I would be mortified if anybody were bullying them just based on the way they looked. Um, he said, and I just want you to know I did take... I, I didn't use it in the previous night's show. And I said, well, I appreciate that, and... I said, I appreciate you coming over and apologizing. And, uh, you know, and that was that. Sure. So it ended on a good note because 
I did exactly what I set out to do, which was to make him think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, he clearly had been thinking about it and realized that he was being a little bit of a jerk. So, anyway. But, uh, now that long, drawn-out story's over. Um. It is. A, well, you know, here's the thing. It, people don't think about it. Uh, and I'm not going to get on a high horse. I'm not going to continue to 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 beat this dead horse, but uh, this high dead horse. But uh, while you were away, Squish had a phone call with one of his friends uh, who is also Chinese, and he was on speaker uh, with her, and so I could hear both sides of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the conversation, I mean, it was basically, "Hey, Squish." Let me tell you all the racist things that were said to me this week. And it was basically my kid and this other kid talking about the racist things that people have said to them at school. And it's, it's, look, it's stupid. And I don't know how else to put it. Get over it. Get over yourselves. You're not being funny. You're not being humorous. I get that the coronavirus scares you. um, But uh, if in whistling past the graveyard, you're going to attack someone else. You are, in fact, an idiot. So I just want to stress that to you. Um, and that's all there is. That's it. So, you know, it's all good. Peace and love, peace and love, but don't be an idiot. There we are. All right. All right, what else happened? Anything else about the cruise? It seems uh, that that was a... Uh, I mean, did, did you have fun otherwise? I did. I did. I did drink too much one day and sat in a saltwater pool for way too many hours, which I have now learned is not a good idea. But, uh, but I had a lot of fun in that pool. Well, there you go. Until I didn't. Until you didn't. That's the, t- <laughs> the tipping point. Um, All things have a tipping point. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I mean, overall, it was, like I said, it was a lot of fun. Um, I drank too much. Well, but that's I, what cruises but, are for. But I never got ridiculous drunk. Well, that's good. So, now the people I was hanging out with. Well, who knows? <laughs> you know, again, that's what that's what you do exactly. on cruises. Exactly, it's not like you're gonna be driving somewhere. So there you go. The right. worst that happens is you fall off overboard because you're so drunk. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, that's a good thing. We that's a good thing then because we had a room on the balcony that could have been really ugly. Well, there you are. But no, uh, I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad, but I'm glad you're home. I'm glad you're back home. What's next? What else are we talking about? Oh my goodness. Um... Let's see, what else is new? We went out, we spent, this entire weekend was, like... We had stuff going on every day. We were, like... We were social butterflies. We totally were. Like, people like us. That's so weird. Yeah, they like me. (laughs) That was a joke. That was a joke. (laughs) That look on your face is awesome. I wish this were a video recording, because that look was great. Uh, but yeah, we had we had company over on Friday. We went out on Saturday. You had you had friends over on last night. I had on friends Sunday. over to play board games last night. So good times. Good times. There we are, and that catches us up. Yep. So what? What's next? Let's go right into you, man. What's going on with you? Well, this week I'm heading to Chicago at the end of the week uh, to attend C two E two. That's the the big convention in Chicago, so I'm leaving uh, 
Uh, I'm leaving on Thursday, and I'll be back, and so I'll be there all weekend long. If you're in, I think this will be posted before C2E2. Uh, hopefully, uh, I am at table F11 is where you can find me, and uh, and I'll have tons of great books for you to purchase and peruse. <laughs> you can peruse them first, then purchase them. You can purchase them and then peruse them. I don't care, one or the other. It doesn't matter. Just get over to your table and buy some books, please. Buy some books, please. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then other things, you know, comic book-wise, they just, Valiant, Valiant uh, Entertainment just announced that I am going to be writing the Shadow Man comic for them. Uh, it is, uh, it's going to be an ongoing series. Uh, Shadow Man is this sort of supernatural horror superhero. Um, he's been around for a while. Uh, but this series is going to be a great jumping on point. If you've never read anything about this character, you don't need to. You can jump in right with this comic and enjoy it. Uh, every issue is going to be its own little standalone horror story. Uh, and then there's a bigger sort of overarching plot, too. But you can jump right in almost with any issue and understand who the character is and what's going on with them. It has amazing artwork by John, John Davis Hunt and uh, Jordi Belair on colors. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, and I think it's unlike any other Shadow Man comic that's ever been put out before. I think uh, people will really like it. If you're a horror fan, if you're a superhero fan, if you like supernatural detectives, if you like people whooping demonic ass, it's all, it's all there for you. Um, so that's, and that comes out in May. The first issue comes out, but uh, there are previews online for it. You can see some of the art. You can see some letter pages and see the covers. There's some really cool. Uh, horror movie homage covers that they're doing. Um, so check that out. I'm excited about the book. I think uh, folks are really going to like it. Awesome. And that is all my comic book news. Rapid fire! Holy moly. You had your caffeine this morning, didn't you? I actually have, have had none because I am fasting. Oh, that's right. Oh, man, I was supposed to be fasting. I'm drinking coffee. Is there anything in it? Yeah, creamer. Oh, well, well, then you're not fasting. It's sugar-free creamer, but... You're still not fasting. creamer. I think, it, I think it has to be black coffee for it to be oh, fasting. So... I don't like Mondays. <laughs> no one does. Um, anyway, so... Is it time then, Cindy, for your favorite segment? News of the Weird? Well, I gotta be honest with you. I got up this morning... I think this should be called Cindy's Weirdos. But see, they're not all weird. Some of them are just dumb. I'm pretty sure everything you've ever told me about on this recording is about a weirdo. Well. Anyway. I'm about to tell you. I like that I look at your iPad and there are just hundreds of pictures of Slash from Guns N' Roses on your iPad. (laughs) Listen. I'm doing a book fair for Squish's School. Mm Mm-hmm. And the theme is Jungle. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm trying. So I have to come up with all this jungle crap. Well, I'm trying to think outside the box. So I drew last night a like a cartoon caricature looking Axl Rose. Although it's funny, I didn't put a face on him. <laughs> I'm asking you and Squish last night. Should I draw a face or should I just leave it like just blank? <laughs> and Squish said to me, "You're drawing it." And I was like, well, yeah. And he goes, I just leave it blank. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that mean? But anyway, so yes, yeah, so I do have Slash pictures pulled up on my iPad because I was trying to determine how easy it would be 
to draw a cartoon character looking slash. And I think actually it would be pretty easy to do. Because he's both mostly just a mass of black curly long hair. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like maybe I might be going overboard if I do Axel and Slash. And then I did like instead a, of one character that the yeah. kids aren't going to know who they are. But the teachers yeah. and the parents are, and that's what that, I'm I aiming. know. That's who's buying the books, really. Right. So I get it. You're getting a little extra. You're you're doing some cross generational promotion. Bingo. But right. and so and I drew like a little word bubble that says "Welcome to the book fair." We got lots of books. <laughs> that's funny stuff right there. You know it. I do you know it. You know it. Alright, anyway, so here's my first weirdo. Okay, let's hear about him. So this chick is 30, 30, let me just say this, 36-year-old Ohio woman was arrested for repeatedly calling 911 to complain that her parents had cut off her cell phone service. <laughs> well, how's she calling 911? See, that was my question. And the funny thing is, it actually says... She's me, actually calling out her window, 911! <laughs> I have no phone! Quick, what's the number for 911? Alright, so so she's calling... How many times did she call? Look at her, she looks crazy. Well, she looks pissed because she doesn't have a phone. <laughs> she called... It, it, according to the article, it looks like she called twice. Um, well, that's not repeatedly. That's just... Listen, I don't know. I mean, it's too often to call 911 that your parents took away your telephone, but repeatedly may be a little... I mean, that may be... That article may have uh, stretched the boundaries on that headline. But anyway, tell me about her. Well, apparently... So, her name was Silani, and others. I will totally chop up her last name, so I'm not even going to try to say it. But anyway, on February 13th, she called the the regional 911 dispatch center demanding that the police come to her house. And it actually says in the article that the, the police didn't know what phone she used to make the calls. But the dispatchers basically told her, hey, 911 is only if you have an actual problem. Right. So she called back like two hours later insisting that she felt the lack of, of working phone was a legitimate phone matter. Mm-hmm. So apparently when the police did show up, she was belligerent and they ended they ended up arresting her on charges of disrupting public service. And I'm guessing she hit somebody because they arrested her for fourth... Or she stole something. I'm sorry, she stole something because she got arrested for fourth degree felony. Wow. But anyway, yeah, she was. But she was released on twenty five hundred dollars bond. You know what? She could have bought her own damn phone for twenty five hundred dollars. So, she, but uh, and it, the article did not say why they shut. Why her parents shut off her service? Probably. My guess is because they're tired of a thirty six year old woman living in their house. Yeah, I don't know. Does she have, she have a family plan? What's the? But anyway, that's. Yeah, that's a little extreme. I remember a couple of years ago. Do you remember a couple of years ago on Christmas, there were all these tweets coming out from kids who didn't get, like teenagers and young adults yeah. who didn't get iPhones for Christmas and how furious they were? Yep. What a world we live in. What a world. That's what I yep. have to say. What a world. And, you know, I, it's funny. Like, I, I think about it sometimes. Like, 
I'm old enough that I remember parts of adulthood where there was no such thing as cell phones. Sure. I mean, well, there were, but it was for the super rich and... Right. They were usually car phones. Right. So, like, I think now how... If I leave the house without my phone... You're in a panic? Yeah, I have to. I either have to turn around and go back, or I'm stressed out and in a panic. But that's a the, different... Th- I mean, I'm, I feel that too, but don't you think that's different than... My parents took my phone away from me, so now oh. I'm angry and I'm going to call 911. Or I didn't get an iPhone for Christmas, so I'm going to be... Oh, I agree. I mean... 1,000%, I agree. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, so... She goes back to court on the 27th, so I'll try and keep track of it and see what happens. She won't be tweeting it from her phone. boop <laughs> All right. All right. You might be able to appreciate this one just because it's a father-son okay. kind of thing. But, um... Anyway. So, this Brigham Young student was doing pole vault. Okay. And he had an accident. And, well, I think it was an accident. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell because it ended up on TikTok. But I don't know if it was a video that was made for TikTok or if because it happened, it showed up on TikTok. You sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a chicken and the egg kind of thing. Right. Videos these days. But this, this 18-year-old kid named Zach, he was... Uh, he basically found viral fame with this video of he basically smashed his scrotum into the pole and he it, he hurt himself so bad he needed 18 stitches can you imagine needing 18 stitches in your scrotum no right why no why would you think I would appreciate this? this oh wait, this it gets story? better. It gets better. His his father. Yeah. Is did he a scrotum l- transplant? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your head? Anyway, his father. His father. <laughs> you're horrible. I love you, but you're horrible. Um, his father's a urologist. Okay. And he was the one that had to had to operate on his son and put the the eighteen stitches in his kids. So I guess them. I'm trying to. It's but the, all right. So the kid wasn't being stupid, right? He was uh, he was actually like a track and field something, or was he just messing around with a? No, no, no. He's it. It says that his father actually filmed the video. Yeah, I can't imagine his father filming a video of this kid intentionally. Right, yeah, no. So like a he's, a, he's a track and he wasn't thing. being, yeah, he wasn't, yeah. 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 So that so feel bad for that kid. That's a tough, that's a tough, yeah. uh, and I hate that they, why would they post that? Why would you post I that? I don't know. Look, not everything needs to be posted. I know people get, you know, don't post everything you eat. Don't post everything you drink. For God's sake, don't post your scrotum getting smashed. Right. What? Are you showing me the video? Yeah. Watch this. Pole goes right into his. Oh no! Oh no! Oh! <laughs> oh no! By the way, that he was like thirty feet in the air. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. All right, so that's horrifying. Right? That's a horror story. Everything about that's yep. horrible. 
Move on. Move on. That's my new creasing paper. I don't want to hear any more horror stories about scrotums and scrotum transplants. (laughs) And I just realized that the third article I pulled is not really all that interesting. Why? This is not. They found in Allentown, Pennsylvania, they thought they had a knockoff of a Rembrandt painting. Right. It was at, but then after some research, they found out it is actually a 400-year-old Rembrandt painting. They thought it was a fake? Yeah, they thought it was a fake, yeah. But it was real? It was real. Okay, so a little bit of advice, if I may. If I may, may I offer some advice? To me? Yes. No, kiss my ass. (laughs) It's just I was going to tell you. I swear to God. It's not mean. You're going to know what it feels like to have a pole in your scrotum. No, it's not mean. I was just going to suggest when telling these stories, just as a general rule, I swear to God, always end with the scrotum. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's good advice. All right, just just as a general rule, we'll call it um, the scrotum factor. And that's how you measure your stories, where it hits on the scrotum factor. That is the last time I'll ever say those words, is, by the way. Is it, is it as good as a poor dude stabbed himself in the balls with a pole? Right. That video is horrifying. Go right? If you want to see something ghastly, go watch that video. Well, I'll post it on the bungalow. Oof. So, uh, so I guess that's it for today. Kind of a shorter one today, but we got mm-hmm. a lot going on. We're getting ready. For, like I said, I got this convention. You got book fairs to get ready for. Uh, if you like this uh, recording, make sure to give us a... Big thumbs up. Big thumbs up, or leave us some comments and share it with your friends. Yes, please. Um, And with that, Cindy Bun will sign us out. So long from the bungalow. Where the air is salty. And so are we. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow, welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show, Cindy and Kale coming through, they about to let it go, welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat, life, loving comics, is the place to be, he's a comic book writer, she's a music lover, things get a little crazy when these two get together, life's a surprise, like unpredictable weather, but when you got someone you love, it just make it all better, daily quizzes, tell me, can you keep up, news of the weird, I know you can't get enough, Cullen's Comic Corner, yeah, it's where it goes down, Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through, they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat, yeah. Life, loving comics, is the place to be. So welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain.